Today's reading from the Gospel of John piggybacks the feeding of the 5,000, moving beyond the account of a miracle in which people's bellies are filled to the miracle of grace in which people's souls and lives are filled to overflowing. Jesus declares in this passage that he is God's chosen one, the one who can give us eternal life. And in one of John's many I am statements, we hear Jesus say this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Against this beautiful and amazing promise, which is the heart of the good news, I always find the scene in which the people demand another miracle from Jesus tragic and heartbreaking. Why can't they see Jesus for who he truly is? Why are they more fascinated with his miraculous powers instead of accepting his words to come to him to have life? In this story, the people fail to make the connection between the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 and the presence of God in Jesus. They have been distracted, entertained and delighted by things going on at surface level and have missed Jesus' proclamation of the good news. Just prior to the miracle of the loaves and fishes, many of the people in this crowd would have heard Jesus describe himself as the one who God testifies to, the one who God has sent. It appears that the revelation of Jesus' true identity goes straight in one ear and out the other. These poor souls are not interested in a relationship with Jesus. They are not prepared to accept him or investigate his claims, and although they follow him, they keep him at a distance. I wonder if we too act a bit like that sometimes. Do we only want enough of Jesus to feel all warm and cosy about life? Do we keep him at arm's length so that we don't have to surrender ourselves? Do we fear the cost of changing, growing and transforming into little versions of Christ? It's like this. We can accept Jesus' promises. We can claim we have a set of Christian beliefs. We can go to church regularly, we can follow his moral code, and we can try to be good. But none of that is the same thing as being in a relationship with Jesus. One wise soul compares this to the concept of falling in love. We can know what romantic love looks like and talk about it as a concept. But oh boy, until it actually happens to us, we do not truly understand its nature. We too, like the crowd in today's story, can be distracted by things going on around us, peripheral things, things on the surface, like discerning a way forward for the church or simply the demands of a busy life. Now these things are very important. However, we must not allow them to shift our focus away from Jesus' invitation to become his friends. Through this intimate relationship, 
the infinite God dwells within us and unites us as one body in the church. Now that is truly a miracle. To help us draw our focus to Jesus and nurture our personal relationships with him, I'm going to retell today's gospel story. I invite you to use your imaginations. Play with the story, enjoy it, and wonder about it. Go deep and listen for a word or image that connects you to Jesus, bringing to reality the intimate, indwelling of God's Spirit within you and all about you. Immerse yourself in the story, and if it is helpful, sit quietly with your eyes gently closed. Note how you are feeling and what you are doing as you place yourself right in the thick of the action. During this retelling of the scripture, may the Holy Spirit keep us open and willing to see our place in the world as Jesus' friends, and instead of keeping Jesus at arm's length, draw ever closer to the one who is the bread of life. Are you sitting comfortably? If you feel confident and safe, you may like to close your eyes. Let's begin. You have just arrived at the other side of the sea and you jostle with the crowd to get close to Jesus. Imagine the smell of the sea. Imagine the weather. Is it sunny? Is it overcast? Is there a breeze? What does it feel like to be one in amongst a crowd of curious seekers and onlookers. Like all the others, you wonder how Jesus crossed over the water. You know he didn't get into a boat. Someone asks him how he got there and he replies, You've come looking for me not because you saw God in my actions, but because I fed you, filled your stomachs and for free. How does this reply make you feel? Do you have a sense of awe or discomfort in Jesus' sidestepping the question and looking straight into your soul? Jesus continues to speak. Don't work for the kind of food that dries up and rots away. Work for the food that only I can give you. It will fill you here and now and forevermore. What images come to mind when you hear the word work? Does this require effort? Can you sense the mood of the crowd around you? The person next to you asks Jesus, how can they work for this eternal food? And Jesus replies, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. As a member of the crowd who has been following Jesus from one side of the lake to the other, do you think you would remember Jesus' words right before the miracle of the loaves and fishes? 
Or do you think you might still be looking for another show, another sign, another miracle? Another soul pipes up in the crowd and recalls that Moses fed the people manna in the wilderness. So they challenge Jesus to do something equally amazing as a sign. Jesus instead proclaims that it was not Moses who gave people bread from heaven. It is my Father who gives the true bread from heaven, Jesus says. The bread of God that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The crowd around you falls silent, as if they are all trying to digest this piece of information. In the silence, consider if you wish to reach out and accept this life-giving food. When the crowd asks for this bread, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Before you open your eyes, and before you remove yourself from the story, think about where you are and what you are doing. Are you still situated in the middle of the crowd? Or have you edged your way a little bit closer to Jesus? Are you standing, kneeling, or turning away? Are your hands open and ready to receive? If you are ready, open your hands now. Lay them flat on your lap, palms turned up. Now, feel the warmth and light of Christ fill them as the bread of life is placed gently into your palms. Cherish it for just a moment. Let it fill you. Feel its warmth. Let it move into every speck of you, every pore, every atom. May God's Spirit fill you with eternal life give you strength for the days ahead, a heart full of compassion and a sense of justice for all God's people in this world that God loves so dearly. Amen. The next hymn is Jesus Calls Us Here to Meet Him. <laughs> 